should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. I'm getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. Be a book. She can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. Hello and welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club Podcast, where we read them so you don't have to. Because when the music is glad, there is nothing to be sad. My name is Kevin and I'm joined as always by my co-host Benedict, the new Miss Electronica. Benedict! Mm. <laughs> What's your favorite Europop group? Oh, uh, oh, what are they called? Cascada? Cascada? Ah, that was my answer, you yeah, dick! Yeah. That was well, my we answer! Talk about this. Evacuate the dance I'm floor. the one so who's then... made the evacuate the dance floor joke. That was my joke! Yeah. No, I was the one who turned it into a Holocaust reference. Yeah, that's true. That's a, that's a, yeah. <laughs> that's tough. Absolutely. Boy, that TikTok has taken the world by storm, hasn't it? Uh, yeah it's all over the place it's well, really it's all interesting because it's one of the ones that uh crossed between tiktok and twitter uh-huh and i think weirdly it's done better on twitter than tiktok and, and it's and because it's like weirdly nichely specific to well, like t- twitter's user base it was after the first change of female lead that it took off on twitter as i saw mm. it that was after that happened i think that's when everybody started blowing up about this thing uh and then the second one Second one was just gravy. That's what it was. Honestly, I haven't really been paying attention to it. I just like I'm just like humming along to the song, like completely <laughs> abra- <laughs> completely separate to the like any interesting cultural commentary. I'm yeah. just like if the rhythm, <laughs> like, whatever. Really. Planet of the bass, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I did. There is something floating around about him being a shitty dude. I don't know. I haven't oh, really? looked into it a lot. Yeah, I think somebody was posting that he uh, makes fun of handicapped people or something. Uh, I uh, feel like that's just the assumption. That yeah, that tracks. That tracks. Yeah. Anyways, Benedict, uh, you probably know what it is. <laughs> Not Planet of the Base getting milkshake ducked. <laughs> Oh my god, that is the word that's the word salad of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I heard Planet day. of the Base got milkshake ducks. <laughs> we need oh, to make no. milkshake ducks more a part of the common I, vernacular. People don't know it outside of Twitter, and I've said it to people <laughs> with a straight face. And people are like, what the fuck are you saying? Oh god, about? that's like one time in law school I made just an offhand comment uh about uh oh, what was it? Uh, the aristocrats joke uh-huh. like, with like a, a, a fellow student like uh, I, was, I was like oh you know don't go in there and like you know tell a version of the aristocrats or anything uh, but you know just you know it's just like I was trying to say you know don't go in there and, and be crazy yeah. um, uh, that person had never heard of the aristocrat joke sure. and wasn't aware that it's a stand in for the dirtiest most filthy most foul thing that you can come up with yeah. which is the point and yeah. then she went in there and we were like speaking to a professor and she thought to use my joke about the aristocrats and it didn't cool. go well. Uh, I mean, the professor, I don't think also knew what it was, but uh, I okay. had a very cringeworthy moment of, of, oh my God, I didn't Those think are always the worst cringeworthy moments where people, <laughs> where you're the only one who knows in a room full of people and you're like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was not bad. But anyways, Benedict, you probably know. 
other mm. folks, uh, folks who have never uh, listened to uh, Gilbert Godfrey's 10-minute-long version of The Aristocrats um, <laughs> might not know. <laughs> it's on YouTube. You can watch uh-huh. it. Uh, might not know what it is that we do here on this program. Uh, another folk to them, I would say, uh, this show we go deep, 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 deep. To plumb the depths of right-wing thought by reviewing a chapter from work of conservative literature. And in between, we take a look at other examples of the right, doing their best to make America hate again. Start us up, Benedict. Do you have a hot take for us this week? Yeah, you shouldn't be allowed to call yourself Ain't Got a Dollar as your name when you're paying for Twitter Blue. Because you've got at least eight. <laughs> and I can see that from the screen name. So... Is this something that blew up today while I wasn't paying attention? No, did you see that country song that was like... Oh, the, is that the what North, it was? Yeah, his his handle is Ain't Got A Dollar. Oh my and God. And like, sir, you're not living off the grid if you're paying for Twitter Blue. I'm uh, sorry. You just, you simply aren't. That, that I, I still, uh, here's the thing about me, is on Twitter, uh, I will, unless I have headphones in, I will not unmute a video and listen to it. Uh, okay. Uh, I only go for subtitles, right? It's got to be subtitles and then maybe I'll watch the video. Uh, but uh, there's just an aversion I have to playing audio on my phone. Even if I'm in the house alone, I won't do it. I don't know why. It's just a weird thing for me. Uh, so I haven't actually listened to the song, but I've seen like the lyrics people are quoting from it's it. It's like, and then, it's like, just comparing extremely... it to like Woody Guthrie or something. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> Woody Guthrie, this man ain't. Um, yeah. But it's just like, it's very like over, you know, like that, like, I'm gonna do a twang. Like... <laughs> It's yes, like we that, call that it's... Jason Aldeaning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's like that, but it's like even more overall. Like honestly, it's fine. Like it's not like a. It's it's okay. Like musically, it's it's okay. Fine. But then yeah. it's been even made into this thing. Like, this is like a populist anthem. No, it's fucking not. No, fuck it's off. A, it's as far as I can tell, complaining about people having fudge. That's yeah, the best it, I can tell about yeah. it. Yeah, I, I like, like clearly thought he did something with the rich men north of Richmond, which is oh like, that's an, o- you know, I, I look, it's an okay internal rhyme kind of. Uh huh. But it's that's very like, yeah, yeah. I hate the Yankees. It's it's very like dooby dooby doo. Like the the. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't love the song, and I think the furore over the song. <laughs> Is uh, is somewhat overblown, and especially all the right wing people being like, "What's the left's answer to this?" I don't yeah. know. Use me smoking a cigar, like, the <laughs> or like, how how about yeah, like we said, Woody Guthrie. Maybe? Yeah, That's the how about literally anyone like Rage Against the Machine, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. anything, anything yeah. with actual merit. Here's a, a New York Post article I just pulled up on this. Uh, blue collar political anthem rich men north of richmond takes internet by storm and it begins a new blue collar political anthem is taking the internet by storm just days after hitting the web as we all call it you know virginia native oliver anthony's song rich men north of richmond is a twangy soulful bluegrass song detailing the frustration of a blue collar man fed up with the leadership in washington The song torches high taxes and lawmakers for turning their attention away from the working men and women of America to miners on an island somewhere. And they have the parenthetical. An apparent reference to the offshore retreat where the late convicted child sex offender Jeffrey Epstein hosted influential persons. Yeah, look, there's no way this dude's brain isn't Fox News adult, so I refuse to believe he's off the grid. But the other other thing about it is, again... Oh, no, he's on the Daily Stormer. Yeah, yeah. I, the thing the thing with it again is like, what's the, 
what's the left wing answer to this? Like Bruce Springsteen. Like we did that mm-hmm. a while ago. Yeah. Like not even that Bruce Springsteen is massively like left wing or anything. It's just like if you want like a, a blue collar anthem it's fucking bruce like this isn't new like it's gotta be bruce right uh born in the usa the song they perennially misunderstand is sort of that song i wouldn't have it any other way like (laughs) i it is so funny that they get that that nobody listens to the lyrics other than born in the usa um well this is all relevant because we're talking about conservative comedy after your hot take right right after your hot take but no uh i I do want to say like there, there is something to this. There is something to it, right? When they, they say that this is a, a blue collar or a working class thing. And the something to it is that, and I think a lot of people uh, on our own side, on the left, don't quite understand this. And it's something I think I, I know a little bit more about since I was in that world for so long when I was a mechanic, mm-hmm. is that a lot of those people have been captured by right-wing culture war issues, Mm-hmm. They aren't aware or they they have bought into the right wing beliefs about economic issues mm-hmm. um, so that this is in some ways what a modern working class uh, uh, ideology is not obviously the entirety of the working class, uh, maybe not even a majority of it, but a substantial portion, certainly. Mm-hmm. who have bought into the right-wing ideas because the right-wing in our country has, for you know my entire lifetime, certainly sought to specifically target these people and go after them and inculcate yeah. them in these ideas. I w- what I would also say is there's, there's something of a... Uh, like a, a dichotomy in what we believe the working class to be. Because mm-hmm. like I think if you asked Republicans or right-wingers like is owning a small farm and working it for yourself are you part of the working class and i think they'd say yes probably they'd say yes and i think i would say no you're because you're a you're a small business owner you're a capital you know you own you own property you own capital you own not that you can't also be part of the working class but i i think well and i think there's something to be said about the way that people the few small farm owners who are left in the united states have been crushed under the boot heel of big business right yeah yeah, yeah, but like, so, but even like, you know, people out in Wyoming, like, who own like huge tracts of land, for want of a better word, but then consider themselves working right. class. Right. Like, like the Ammon Bundys of the world. Yeah, or even like, <laughs> you know, like people who own like a car dealership or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. Things like yeah. that. You know, they'll be like, oh, I'm working class. I do it, you know, an honest Boy, day work. In car the, in dealership the... owners are, it's like, it's like them and dentists, probably the two most right wing professions on the planet mm. for some reason. I think, I no I think car why. dealership is way clear on its own. <laughs> like, it's got to be. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, man, my hot take this week. Um, it is a bit depressing to learn that the people who run uh, the largest companies in the world are as dumb as they are. And, okay. and I mean, I'm talking specifically about the two, right? Elon Musk and, and uh, Zuckerberg. Mm. Um, the whole fucking boxing MMA thing. Yeah, but it's like, if its anything has made Zuck look good, it's Musk it's, being Jesus a fucking idiot. Christ. It's Jesus Musk Christ. just wimping out on the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. I have to and then also, that. like, keep do- he keeps doing the, like, Zuck my tongue thing, <laughs> like, uh, which I'm very confused about. What is wrong with that man? Like, yeah. so maybe he already has the brain implant and it's slowly degrading him over time. Maybe, maybe he's been practicing him. boxing too much and he's been punched <laughs> in the head too many times. <laughs> Elon Musk has CTE. You're, you're yeah. here first. Uh, but, like, I think there's, like, we only have a trope in this country, maybe most places, of the evil genius, 
when mm-hmm. we really need a trope of the evil idiot. Like, that would be mm-hmm. far more relevant to the real world than the evil genius trope. I really think we need to work on pushing that yeah, one Yeah, well, I think evil genius or I think lucky idiot, I think is maybe mm-hmm. a more... You know, because there's lots of very dumb people who had a good business idea, nah. and it doesn't it doesn't mean you're good at other things. Like no. that's the it means yeah. you had one good idea and you managed. Which to is sell fine. It to some you're people. allowed one good idea. I think I've had two. Maybe everybody like, gets one. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't. I didn't make any money off it, but uh, I think I've probably had two good ideas in my life. So you're talking about this podcast, then, huh? Uh, and the previous one, yeah. <laughs> <it's>, uh... <laughs> For the record, this one was entirely my idea. For the record, that's true. Yeah, you're right. My <laughs> my, my idea was it. saying yes. I guess <laughs> yeah, I was quite pressured into this podcast. Yes, you were. Anyways, Benedict, on to housekeeping this week. Remember to rate and review us on the iTunes and the other places where ha- they ha- they have the ratings, that kind of thing. Follow us on the social medias at NYGBC Pod on Twitter and at NYGBC Ben. Uh, updates. I have a couple updates. Uh, Ooh, nice. One is, I don't remember if this came from the patron only last month or if this was on a regular episode, but I was incorrect that the United States' newest Nimitz-class car- uh, carrier is the George Bush. Uh, it is, in fact, the George H.W. Bush. It is named after his father. It is not, a- not named oh, after okay. him. So, still doesn't make it very good. Can, uh, I, can I also update? We're down below four stars on iTunes again, oh, so please flood, flood the reviews. People Who'd keep giving us one-star time? reviews. Who'd we get and this we don't, time? Is it, I don't is know. It? It's not, no, they didn't even, they didn't even bother Bastards. to leave a review. They just gave us one star. So just go give us five stars, please. The mix of Alex Jones fans and the occasional right-winger who thinks even the show is Even if you don't them. listen on iTunes, please go and review us on iTunes, because yeah, that's sure, where a lot of people listen. Uh, that leads into my next update, which is this podcast is now available on Boom. Play. I don't know what Boom Play is, uh, but there was a button I was able to click on our podcast host, and they said we're on Boom Play now. So okay. if you want to listen on Boom Play, you can go over and listen to us on Boom Play, whatever that is. Uh, last update is that I am currently in the middle of moving. Uh, I'm uh, moving back down to uh, the downtown of St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, and so that's probably going to impact the show over the next couple of weeks. I want to be honest with people. You know, that takes a lot of time and effort and, and energy. Um, and I, I feel like we've done a lot of Prager roulettes recently, and I feel bad about that. Uh, People seem to like the Prager roulettes, though. Honestly. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're good. There's some good videos out there. But I do feel like people want the content that we are supposed to be putting together. So mm-hmm. uh, I try and uh, avoid having too many Prager roulettes in a row. Uh, as often as possible. But uh, just be aware that I am in the middle of moving, and so it's probably going to affect the show a little bit over the coming few weeks. But, Benedict, that brings us to our new inductees into the spooky world, New World Order. And, of course, uh, that is our two brand newest, brand spanking newest, as some people... Why is it spanking new? Oh, it's a baby thing. I just realized it after I said it. Okay. Because <laughs> they spank babies. I just realized yeah, that's, that's why it's brand that's, spanking That's new. why. That's why. <laughs> Our two newest patrons welcome you oh so very much to Chi Wizzle. You are now part of our New World Spooky World Order. And of course also Raptor Princess versus the Shadow Wolves. You are now part of our New World Spooky World Order. Why would anyone want to fight the Shadow Wolves? They're the good guys. (laughs) Well, okay. Raptors are not snakes. They're lizards, though. Uh, And as we know, the, the Shadow Wolves can control snakes. 
So new uh, world order confirmed. And, and and snakes and lizards have a. Oh, long so hold running. on, raptors, raptors versus the shadow wolves is actually a false flag because the shadow wolves can control the raptors. Mm, new no, world we order established they can't control lizards. Oh. Only snakes. Only snakes. What makes it snakes but not lizards? What's the what's uh, the biology? Legs. What, what? Legs. <laughs> <laughs> the control receptors are in the legs. You don't know. <laughs> they, they, the lizards. They <laughs> they've got these legs that block. <laughs> That's where they implant the uh, Bill Gates microchip is in one of the legs. To, you know? That's why you get the control. shot in your arm. That's where they give yeah. you shots in your oh, arm. That's where the chips okay. got to go. Okay, okay. Anyway, <laughs> if you would like to join the Spooky World New World Order, bleh, you can tweet or post about the show on social media. Recommend it to us or send me a screenshot or tag us in it. Leave us a five-star review. I can't speak today. Leave us a five-star review wherever you can. Drop me a screenshot to let me know. Make a donation to a worthwhile charity. Become a patron or... Just get my attention with something good. With all that out of the way, Benedict, we are on to today's actual episode. Wow, 16 minutes in, and we, we're just now getting to it's good. the actual episode. This is probably where we get one-star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> just, look, if you're going to leave us a five-star, a one-star review for that, just put the comment, get to the fucking point. Uh, put something in there that lets us know what you're meaning. But anyways, Benedict, uh, I am in the middle of preparing... Uh, our next, uh, 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 you know, uh, lunatic, lunatic fringe. fringe yeah. Right, right. I'm in the midst of that. Mm. Um, in the throngs. I will spoil it right now for everyone. It's going to be on conservative comedy, uh, as we all know, is so hilarious. Um, you should have all those tabs open because we're going to do it Prager Roulette style. So okay. you're going to, you're going to, yeah, need to just go to the one I tell you when I tell you. Uh, oh, we're doing it in order? Okay. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing it in order. We're not. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. So um, part of that is uh, I am I am currently reading a very good book uh, called That's Not Funny, How the Right Makes Comedy Work for Them. Uh, you can check that out if you want to, I don't know, read along with me, I guess. But it also means I have been consuming more conservative comedy than any human being should have to in their lifetime mm. uh, over the last week or two and uh, until we actually do the episode. So... I thought, why not make Benedict suffer with me? And one of the why things... Why not? After all, he never puts up a fight. He's a victim <laughs> in this world. He just... We poke him Look, and make him an say funny rule. things. You're allowed to do this to your friends. Uh, so... Mm. <laughs> so, I discovered somewhere along the way that the the kings of conservative comedy, right? The, the real... Uh, conservative comedy lords, the, the the rulers of their domain, the Babylon Bee, have mm. a YouTube channel. And it is full of everything that was rejected from the lowest tier of the knockoff version of Second City that they have in Columbus, Ohio. So that's basically what we're going to be looking at today. Great. I thought this would be fun. I don't even get Gutfeld as a palate cleanser. This is, no, this is no, straight Babylon Bee. No, Gutfeld! <laughs> So I thought we'd start by looking at these videos. And okay. what I did to pick these videos is I went for a, a broad swath of the different topics that the Babylon Bee touches on, right? We all know uh, they have one joke, essentially. Uh, as it yep. turns out, they might have two. They might have two jokes. The other oh, wow. We've been uncharitable. just racism. Oh, my God. I was shocked by how much just pretty overt racism they were willing to put into these videos. Cool. You'll see. You'll see as we go through it. It's like, wow, you... Oh, you guys, you guys thought that was okay? You thought no one would notice that you were doing that? Is that what's going on? Pretty bad. 
but, you know, content warning out here up front, as we all know, the Babylon's main, Babylon Bee's main joke is transphobia. So that's going to cool. be sprinkled throughout all of these videos. It's pretty much unavoidable. And, of course, there's going to be plenty of racism going on today as well. <clears throat> Mostly coming from Benedict. But <laughs> it's just a remnant of the colonial past. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Impossible to avoid. But I did, at the front, want to talk briefly about conservative comedy, right? We're going to talk about okay. it a lot when we do the episode and probably in two weeks, as long as I'm able to put it together by then. But there's this this thing about conservative comedy that I think differenti- differentiates it from... Uh, the rest of the comedy world. A lot of it's comedy... It's not funny. <laughs> well, that's one of the things. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, look, I'll say comedy is subjective, right? It's not objective. It's subjective. It's it's It can't be measured uh, based off of one person's viewpoint of whether it's funny or not. There's just, you know, on some level, we do have to recognize that you can't say something is objectively unfunny. Uh, you know, some things are. But, you know, so um, there's the the difference, I think, that they have to us is they have a different shared reality, right? Because comedy is based off, in, in a lot of cases, a shared understanding between whoever's p- performing or delivering or whatever and their audience. And their worldview is so different than ours, Their the, the, the facts of reality that they have are so different than ours that I think a lot of why we don't find any of their comedy funny can be a tribe can be attributed to some of that, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, jokes about Michelle Obama being a man beyond being just transphobic in inherently and misogynistic and this, that, and the other, all these things, right? There is a fact that none of us hold that belief Mm. that she is, but there are a pretty good number of people on their side who actually do believe that to be true Mm -hmm. and thus makes it the butt of the joke. So, most of these jokes, the other thing, the thing that I think sets a lot of conservative comedy aside is that it's generally based in hatred or, you know, despising the other. A lot of their comedy, to make it conservative, tracks along with the trends that have been going on within their political spheres over the last couple of decades, right? And generally, that is an increasing outpouring of hate for the other. Mm. The other political party, the other non-white, non-straight, non-cishet male, you know, that sort of stuff. And I think by virtue of that, it like it often feels punch down rather than punch up here, right? Oh, the, it, it absolutely the... is punched. Benedict, you're gonna see some real punch down today. You're yeah. gonna see but that, some but that's real what I, say. Punch I mean, down. by by virtue of who it's for, it can't yes. be critical of its audience because then they won't engage with it. So yeah, there it has to be critical of the targets of that audience's ire, which results in punching down. You know, I would say there is, surprisingly, I, I am finding as I go on this investigation, there is more variety in conservative comedy than I think we often give them credit for, right? Okay. So I would say that there is some um, light punching lateral, right? There's some, some light lateral punching. It's never hard, right? It's it's never uh, it never rises to the level of criticality of like Bo Burnham's Inside, right? <laughs> Which is is very much calling out the people who are watching that, who are inclined <laughs> to watch that for the things that they do and don't do. Uh, or it's it's not on the level of uh, the song Rednecks by Randy Newman, right? Which starts off attacking the opposing group, the South, you know, pointing mm-hmm. out what they do, segregation, all that stuff, and then turns the lens onto the liberal listener who's hearing the song and saying, oh, you're doing the same shit in New York City and in Boston yeah. and all these places, right? So it could it, never be accused of having teeth. Right, it couldn't. It, it doesn't have real teeth. But like, you know, Jeff Foxworthy's You Might Be a Redneck 
That is a light punching laterally, I will say. Something like that. Okay. You might be a redneck if you got more uh, uh, you got more cars in your lawn than you got in your driveway. You might be a redneck. There you go. That kind of thing. That's, yeah. It's not a good joke. That is my recollection of one of his actual jokes, okay. by the way. I have like five, <laughs> I have like five better versions, but I don't think I can say any of them. Anyways, Benedict, all that preamble out of the way. Why don't we get into today's selection? We have selection. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight videos for you to choose from. Give me a number one through eight. Uh, boy, that's a long lead time. You're you're trying to guess based off of the order I sent them to you. Four, I'll tell you right now, four, they're four, mixed four, up. Four, they're four, not four, in that. Four, order. four, four, four. Number four is uh, this one is titled Nine Exciting Careers for a Gender Studies Major." Fuck. It's one of their one jokes. It's one of their cool. one jokes. It's from about eight months ago. And let's see the hilarity. Gender studies is a growing field with many fulfilling career opportunities. We find more and more genders every day. Okay, I kind of do like that backing track they have going on. Just somebody beatboxing with, with a lot of floppy lip going on. Yeah. I believe that's the technical beatboxing term. Is floppy I think lip. so. Yep. I can't do it. I can't do it. And we need professionals to sort through them all with their gender sorting machines so they can be placed on the correct gender shelf. That so, right, we see at the beginning here, the object of the joke is pff, how dumb is gender studies? Yep. Stupid, right? And all these, all, all the libs, they're all getting gender studies majors, all getting them. Cool. You know how, Benedict, you and I both have gender studies majors? Oh, I minded, but yeah. <laughs> That's where you come in. If you think gender studies is for you, here are nine exciting jobs that you can get once you graduate. The first job is burger flipper at McDonald's. But uh, there you go. Yeah, you work at McDonald's. I thought it was actually maybe going to be clever. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> you expected cleverness. No, but I thought it was at least going to be like I thought they wouldn't open with that. That's, it, it's a very lazy opening. It's the, definitely a very the, lazy the opening. The funniest opening would have been University Provost. But here's the thing. A more complex... Okay, University Provost would have been funny. That would have been funny. Yeah. Because if you were to accept the premise that gender studies is useless and worthless and they're all dumb and believe in all these different genders and they're discovering more of them every day, I can see how that'd be a fun premise. That'd be yeah. funny. That would at least be trying. But here's the thing. That joke would get an eighth... God damn it, she does that every time. Every time. I need to change those settings. Uh, it's because we record at the same time every yeah. time, and it's when it's set to do it. Uh, yeah. But that joke would have gotten like a 30-second of the laughter that the burger flipper one did. Yeah. Because there is a simplicity element to it, right? The yeah. worldview is inherently simplistic. Hee-haw, so, flipping burgers at McDonald's, the worst job I can imagine for anyone. It's the same reason why so much of conservative comedy is based around funny sounds. A lot of it, uh, <laughs> like I, I mean that legitimately, a lot of it is based around funny sounds. <laughs> Look, nothing wrong with a funny sound, I will say no, that up front. No. Funny sounds, well, that's that gets me going. But they're right, like, I, going. I've talked before about there's a guy named Rodney Carrington, who's like okay. supposedly a musical comedian. Uh, country guy always wears a western uh, a cowboy hat um, and one of his albums the whole first track like three four minutes is him just talking about Chinese people talk funny 
They're all doing the ching chong chang chow okay. bow bing bow. That literally it goes on for like three minutes. No. Great. So it's a combination of racism and funny noises. Cool. But that gets massive laughs from these girls. But a socially conscious one, of course. You can spread the gospel of gender identity to your coworkers. The next exciting career is sign spinner in front of Little Caesars. But a socially see, um, funny? Is it funny yet, Benedict? We're on our second job. That's is it funny quite yet? funny because of the specificity of it. Because <laughs> no, it's she said specifically McDonald's for the first no, one. no, but that's not funny. But the the sign spinner in front of Little Caesars, it, that's quite funny. But repeating the same socially conscious joke is not funny. I think you're just laugh- latching on to the fact that Little Caesars is a funny name. It is a funny name. <laughs> conscious one. Your manager might even let you listen to your favorite gender studies podcast while you do it. Win-win. The next career is supervisor at the local gender factory. Okay, see, this you is know. just silly. Yeah. yeah. You see the, how... You, you, you've... Okay. If okay, they're going to they break two. the joke... They had two and then imaginary thing yeah if you're gonna do the okay if you're gonna do the imaginary thing you either have to do it right at the start or right at the end right like this is this is too this is too this is the wrong place in the the unicorn ranch where all the unicorns are of every gender yeah exactly that would have been funnier than this bullshit (laughs) keep going uh we don't need any more of this do we it goes on like that there's what else do they say uh do you really want we don't have to listen to the whole video are you really that interested no, but I you know okay, where so, they manufacture no, no, pause all it, pause the genders. It. Good. Pause it. Number four is unemployed Portland citizen. That's okay. Number five is professional toxic coworker. That's not funny. Mm-hmm. Number six is Alyssa Milano, which is that's okay. Number seven is Disney screenwriter. Very boring. Number eight is General Milley's job. I don't really understand that. And number nine it's is because General Milley once said that. Uh, we gotta respect all people of, of various. Yeah, but like you should, you should just say his job then. Don't say like General <laughs> Miller's job. Like I don't know what he is. He's like head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I don't know either. Yeah, it's something don't, like that. Don't just be like, oh, you could take General Miller's job. Just say that job because that's the job <laughs> that he does. Yeah, but here's the thing: none of those people. Have, so here's the thing: uh, they'd have General to really Millie explain that. Has joke. been the subject of attack. I bet you that if you were to ask all the people who now hate General Milley because he was, you know, like nominally in favor of accepting people, wouldn't be able to, like you and I aren't, wouldn't be able to tell you what his job is. So it would completely miss the laugh because everybody would go, why, Joint Chiefs, why, why is that? They'd have to go for Milley, otherwise people wouldn't know. Yeah. Number nine is heretical pastor, which, sure. Oh, that's the other part of the Babylon Bee that needs to be mentioned, is that they are very much Christian fascists. Yeah. And before they got into politics, most of their stuff was like Jesus jokes. It was like okay. soft, oh, yeah, yeah. They jokes were, for they were, it was It's a Catholic uh, thing, I think. I don't remember what denomination, but yeah, it's like, it'll be in the outline for the episode. Don't worry, we'll be talking um, about it. General Milley is chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, so there I was right, go. and you should take back the fact that I couldn't name it, because I could, wow. and I did. You guessed. You guessed he was chairman. I was an educated guess. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think we are done with that one. Sure. Which one will you be having next? Uh, number two, please. Number dos. Uh, which is better than this is uh, Law and Order Microaggressions Victims Unit, Episode 3, Mansplaining. This uh, is apparently a series they've been doing. Okay. They got episodes of it. In the social justice system, words are considered violence. 
Okay, this, that, that's the, quite funny. The first sentence there in the social justice system, if you're doing a Law and Order parody, that is that's that's funny. That's fine. Yeah. I'll give him a point for in the social justice system. I sure. got. It. In New York City, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious attacks are members of an elite squad known as the Microaggression Victims Unit. These are their stories. I feel like they have to pay $100 yeah, surely. for using that sound effect. I feel like that must be required. Do we now have to pay $100 for using Fuck them? No, using they can't find my bank account. Yeah, that's true. So going forward, we're going to use the same format for the weekly reports that we use for the quarterly reports. This will make it easy. By the way, I love when business dialogue jargon is written by somebody who's never worked in an office. Yeah. I love that so much. Oh, yeah. Quarterly reports, annual reports. You know, that's what they do in offices. It's uh -huh. all just doing that's reports. That's Everyone not wrong. just does reports can, all day. Can confirm. <laughs> we, report, we report on things that have happened and we plan for things that are yet to happen. <laughs> and that's uh, all we do. Nothing ever actually happens. Exactly. Shuffling papers. <laughs> Easier for you to get the quarterlies out. Right, so the quarterly report format stays the same? Right. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while now. NPU! Nobody move! <laughs> You're coming with us. <laughs> hey! Don't resist! Your hair's most wonderful! So... Were we supposed to... Were you supposed to notice something? So, okay, just to set the scene, because we're both watching it and no one else mm -hmm. is. Yep. There, there's two people sat across from each other at a table. The man is giving instructions on uh, the quarterly reports and the weekly reports. And then the woman asks a question and the man goes, yes, that's right. And that is mansplaining. Oh! Or whatever. Oh! You, uh, ma you know what mansplaining is. Men saying things. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that goes back to a lot... That that is what they think mansplaining is. Well, okay, so to, to be, a large to be, extent, to be, to be to be fair, just to mansplain a little bit. Um, <laughs> no, that you British splain. Did you see, that's did you see the? Yeah, that's true. But that's much more charming. <laughs> did you see the thing that Grimes was like? I don't really know what mansplaining is. Nobody ever really does that to me. Grimes, Elon Musk's baby daddy. Uh -huh. Oh, sorry. Who's who? To whom Elon Musk is a baby daddy? Uh -huh. Don't pretend you've never been mansplained to Grimes. We know who you <laughs> slept with. Uh, Elon is just mad uh, that she was later mansplained to by a trans man. Uh... <laughs> what did I do? I don't understand any of this. Oh, I, I think you know what you did. You know exactly what you did. No, I don't. May I speak with a lawyer? Lawyers, right. Real cute. Now we're the MVU. Oh, like the Marvel movies? No. Although, I do love those. <laughs> Although Doctor Strange was, I don't know, it's kind of a letdown. I, I agree. Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. not a fan. That's, so they're attempting to do the comedic, got distracted by a thing and want to talk about that. But they let it go on for too many beats. And also, they're not very talented actors. As part well, of that's the thing. They're missing the line beats is the problem. Right. Like, they don't that, have that, it's not, the, the writing's okay there. And I think you're right. It's the wrong amount of beats. It's either too few or, sorry, it's either too many or it could be too few. Because right. that's funny if they just start arguing for like a minute and a half about <laughs> this in front of this guy. Look, Patton <laughs> Oswalt on Parks and Rec talking about Star Wars combining with the MCU. They are not. They Actually, yeah, if they just had, like, if he just, if they got into such <laughs> a heated argument that they started that. getting into just a fist fight, that would be funny. <laughs> I would enjoy that. 
fan. Really? The way he develops. Do you know what? Just a second. Did you? You didn't see him in Sherlock? No, I can't get past. The see that now? Now they're just stomping the dead joke into the ground. Like you, you know, you you can't do that. You have to. I, they should I, have refocused. And I actually don't mind this. This is okay for me. You think this is okay? I well, don't think it. Look, it's not humor. my choice. I just think it's. <laughs> The eyes thing. Wait, no, that's the reason why I got into the MVU in the first place. Okay, his eyes? Can you please just tell me who you are? We're the MVU, the microaggression victims unit. We handle all microaggressions dead naming, misgendering, accidentally calling one black coworker the same name as another black coworker. Okay, so um, those are all. Okay, except for the accidental calling the black co. If it is truly accidental. All those are not microaggressions. That's just that's just being shitty. If you're dead naming someone, you're just being shitty. Yeah. You're, that's not even a microaggression. That's a macroaggression, right? That's just bullshit. Asian coworker, the same name as another Asian coworker, or one Hispanic coworker, the same name as you get it. Yeah, I haven't done any of that. We don't even have any minority employees. Mm, I think I would just shut up right now. Can you think of something that you did back there? I came into work, I, I made my coffee, I said good morning to Julia, I explained the new filing system. Man! Mansplained! And manspreaded. Mansplaining with manspreading. That is an aggravating factor. Yes, yeah, something- Pause See, that. In the, in the arms of a talented writer, this premise could be funny. No, this is never funny. <laughs> uh, no, I could see a Saturday Night Live sketch about someone on the subway mansplaining and manspreading at the same time. Or right. what mansplaining why what they were doing wasn't actually manspreading. That's exact. Yes. Yeah. See, we need to workshop this sketch is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a minute long at best. Like. It's, yeah, it's there's not much here and they're just pounding into the ground. But you see how the core of the joke, the understanding that you need to have for this joke to work is that, you know, this isn't real. Yeah. There is no such thing as mansplaining. This is all just made-up grievances that people have. None of this actually happens out there. Funny the enough, made-up grievances that people have could be the title of most of these episodes. <laughs> that is also true. So, uh, you get no, the one, point One sec. I, I would like to read to you the top three comments. Oh, please do. Please do. Uh -uh. I love the end part where she needs help to operate the coffee machine, but everyone's too scared to explain to her. Unfortunately, this is where we're heading as a society. That's uh -huh. number one. Number two... I love the ending. This is exactly how society is going to be soon, especially in office spaces. Number three, I realize this is satire, but the scary thing is the chance this this coming reality. <sighs> See, that is the point I'm trying to make. That is the point, is that they honestly, the reason why this video has, how many views does this have? This has 350,000 views me. on YouTube is because many people on the right do believe that this is this bears some connection to reality and that's you know that's a necessity for comedy comedy usually has to bear some relation to reality usually it's exaggerating reality these people commenting under this video you read them don't appear to think that this is even an exaggeration mm -hmm. this is what they well, honestly believe i i would say that this is an exaggeration of reality i would say you're correct Benedict. but that brings us to the next video uh, which one will you have? Uh, five. Number five. That brings us to 
Middle Eastern terrorist caught at southern border. Wow. Um, Very topical. Yeah, Benedict. Uh, <laughs> this one's not great. This one's not have great. any of uh, right? Have any of them been great? Mm, yeah, but this is the first pretty racist one we get. Okay. No take Coras. Do not flee. Is this Spanish correct there? I wanted to ask you. Uh, I don't know what Mexican Spanish is. <laughs> but so correr is correct for to run. Uh-huh. But he uses the reflexive, which in Spanish Spanish, and I don't know if it's the same in Mexican Spanish, but in Spanish Spanish, it means to come. <laughs> as in the sexual climax, not as in... So he says, as far as I'm concerned, don't come. <laughs> this is why, this is why I love having you on. Uh, this, is why, this is why the show works. This is why it works. Let me look. I love it. <laughs> and you know what? If, if that had been intentional on that part, on their part, this video would be a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah, that is what it means. International border. You will be processed quickly and safely, but I must ask you a few questions first. Since there have been reports of terrorists trying to pass themselves off as migrants. Comprende? See, at least he got comprende right. Correct. At yeah, least no, he got comprende. See. Right. See. <laughs> si. si. Hola! Me gusta tacos y chalupas. So, Bennett, have you spotted the racism yet? Ah, uh, yeah, it's the big, <laughs> massive dude dressed in a multicolored poncho and yep. a sombrero and yep, a guitar. That's what's going on here. Who says, cool. me gusta tacos y chalupas, as we all know, yep. is what Spanish sounds like. Well, it's um, also, it should be me gustan, but I guess the, the joke <laughs> is that this guy isn't Spanish. Uh, you know, I, I do like also that in their racist video about terrorists coming across the border... They also have like an eight-year-old girl in the group. Yeah, of people who've even there, like you know what? Sometimes there are refugees. Fuck. Excuse me. Me gusta gorditas y contraps supremes. I see. And what is each of your destinations? This is comedy written by someone who grew up in the suburbs and never left. Yeah. Nations in the U.S. Oh, if he says Phoenix, I'm gonna lose my shit. Mi hermana vive en Tucson. Donde esta la biblioteca? Y, uh, donde esta el baño? You want to get into the U.S. to use the bathroom and the library. Si, senor. Where are you from, sir? Mexico! Ole! Yeah, I'm going to need to examine that. Of course, mi amigo. Of course. Um, tell me when the sketch gets funny, Benedict. Yeah. <laughs> like... The, sorry, okay, here's the thing about Gutfeld. The great thing about Gutfeld is that the audience not laughing is always funny. Yeah, that's Always true. funny when the audience doesn't laugh. Well, there's a punchline in Gutfeld, at a, least. Yeah. Like, they at least write punchlines. Okay, uh, were these... So, I have to assume, the uh, terrorist guy, uh, he, he all of his lines are supposed to be punchlines? I guess. Okay. Really? See here, 
Mexican flag. Hey. Ah, maracas. A Jimmy Buffett margarita maker. Si, me gusta margaritas. Chips and salsa. Yeah, have some. We Mexicans have endless chips and salsa. Sir, it just seems like you're imitating a bunch of crude Mexican stereotypes. I would never. Well, what is... Uh, Babylon B, it seems like you just inserted a bunch of crude Mexican stereotypes into your video because you really wanted to imitate them. Yep. Yep, seems like what you're doing. This. That's a... That's a hot tamale. Careful, it's way more spicy. This is an explosive device, sir. How do you explain this? Uh, me necesito siesto. See, the problem, what the, the, let's, let's work, we're going to end up workshopping all these videos. We're going to unfortunately improve the Babylon Bee. The problem with this, beyond all the racism and other shit, Beyond them that, telling them not to come at the start. <laughs> is that the Border Patrol guy, for this to be funny, has to also be an idiot. Yeah. But they can't write a Border Patrol guy as an idiot or a bad guy, because yeah. that, would, that would hurt the fifis of all their viewers. They just can't do that. It's, um, yeah, Benedict, this is a bad video and it only yeah. goes downhill from here. So let's okay. move on to the next one and see how that turns out. Which one will you have? Uh, how many left? Five. Uh, four, five left. Five left. Four. Number four. All right. This is Chinese military to just shoot uh, wrong pronouns at American soldiers. And. Cool. Yeah. Uh, just wait. Just. Oh, boy. Hello, brave soldier of People Liberation Army. Okay, I veto. Yep. Absolutely veto. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm pressing my big skip button on this one. I figured there was a 50-50 chance you would do that after you heard the accent alone. Yep. <laughs> yep, it's not great, Madeline. <laughs> it's not a great video. You have bonked? You've used your one button. I've used my uh, bonk button. <laughs> which leaves us with four videos left. Uh, Number two. Number two. This is... uh. Californians move to Texas, episode one. Apparently, another series they've done. Cool. Hello? Honey, someone's coming to the house. Someone's coming to the house. What Pause do we do? Up. What do we do? They're wearing masks, of course. They're wearing masks. There's a Texan and a big hat coming out. And then. And it's an interracial couple. Yeah. The Californians are. Because all Californians are. Mm-hmm. What do we do? Oh, you called Pops. I'm gonna call Pops. Uh, we're recording you. No, 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 no. It's okay. I, I, I'm just your neighbor. Coming by to say howdy. Oh. Huh. Sorry about that. Yeah, we're not used to people Pause. stopping by to say howdy. Oh my god. We're not used to people stopping by to say howdy. In fact, you could say that our community has been eaten away over the past 60 years of democratic politics to the point where we're empty shells of the people that we could be. Anyway, what was I saying? <laughs> Not enough people use howdy anymore. Yeah. Without assaulting us first, robbing us, oh, okay. or defecating on our lawn. Sometimes all three. <laughs> the trifecta. Okay, um, you're not. Mine was better. You're, you're not supposed to put in your thing, right, a joke about how the people who say howdy, which I guess is code for Texans or Southerners, are usually committing hate crimes. No, no, that that that's a San Francisco joke. Uh, oh, I see. That, uh, yeah. I get it. I get it. Because yeah, yeah. poop. Yeah. Yep. Back there. We're from Los Angeles. Just oh, moved to Los Texas. Angeles, right? yeah. I figured. Oh, the California plates? Well, yeah. The masks. Inside your own house. No one else around. 
2022. <laughs> yeah, because that, that's a thing that people do. So it's yeah, funny. they also then take off their masks as if they would actually do that. Like, if you think you're going to wear masks, you won't. If, if you were the person wearing masks alone in your own home after you just moved... You wouldn't yeah, take them off when someone off. came over and yeah, exactly. was like... We just want to be extra safe. We feel naked without masks. We'll probably wear them for the rest of our lives. We'll be buried in them. Pause so, it. How many the, Californians are wearing masks? Like... I... You know, man, it, again, it goes back to that shared reality that they have, where this this isn't a caricature of the left. It's barely an exaggeration to them. That's that's what makes it funny to them. Hilarious. Is there are people who do this? No, there aren't. Okay. Well, it seemed like a lovely couple. Like I said, I just wanted to drop by and welcome you to the neighborhood. Why? Do you want something? Oh, no, 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 no. They're, uh, I think he's being friendly. People around here are friendly. Ah, uh, because no one in California is friendly. Yeah, famously hostile state, California. Mm-hmm. Not. Fr- oh, yeah, we, we shoot also, on sight. Well, the, the other thing is, like, people... Look, people in California are fake friendly a lot. Like, <laughs> Benedict, can... I live in the Midwest. They have a phrase for it here called Midwest nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like we've seen in the movies, right? I thought that was just make-believe, like superheroes or families that go to church. No, no, no. That's a myth. This is real life. Oh. Okay. So. This is the, uh, some of the most wooden uh, acting I've in, ever seen. It's really, I mean. It's I, so wooden. But would it be funnier if they had better actors? I honestly no, don't I think know. it would be worse if they had better actors, <laughs> to be honest. It would be more disappointing. Well, <laughs> because the thing is, at the moment, I can be like, ah, oh, the acting's bad. But, like, if I be, if I, if, and obviously you can tell if the If, like, Kristen Wiig was in one of these sketches, I'd be like, oh, no, Kristen, where'd you go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What happened to you? Who hurt you? I live in that house over yonder. The name's Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Oh, fuck. Now I'm, now I'm mad. Now I'm mad. You can't do that to me. You, you can. can't steal a good name. I'm Timpani, she, her. And I'm Steve, he, him. What are your pronouns? I don't believe in pronouns. Okay, well, we won't refer to you in the third person ever, dickhead. Okay, okay. wait a minute. What do you mean you don't believe in pronouns? I'm, is he? I thought he was supposed to be the straight man. He doesn't believe in pronouns. Yeah, I know, I don't know, I don't know what's going on here either. He doesn't believe in pronouns. Okay. Yeah, so he's, (laughs) he's non-binary, I guess. In fact, just you're asking about it is a microaggression. Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Oh, so that's the yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that's not a bad bet. To be fair, that's you okay. Know, I like again. I go back to if written by funny writers. It would be and, funny if he turned out to be way woker than they were. That would oh, be funny. See, that would be funny. That would be funny. Like if he was like, oh, uh, I don't use any pronouns. Uh, if, if that if that was the joke. It was well, that like, might be the joke. Give him a second. Let it breathe. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the joke. Let's see. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I like okay. all pronouns. My favorite is you. So um, the the joke is supposed to be that uh, as opposed to the, the person um, who would start shooting them for asking pronouns, he's actually just so kind and... He doesn't mind all the pro. Is this audience going to think this reflects them? 
or are they going to recognize, oh, no, if someone asked my pronouns, I would start screaming at them about how pronouns are a sign of the devil. They, like, yeah. I, I honestly wonder. Let's, let's do the same game, Ben. Let's scroll down and look at the comments. Um, let's see. Uh, first comment. If you voted for Gavin Newsom, stay in California. Do not turn Texas into the California dump. Yeah, isn't that great? Uh, let's see. This one's just a quote from it. Uh, blah, the blah, the blah, quote blah. being, well, I understand there's not a lot of crime here. Why? Because everybody has a gun. <laughs> and then here's someone saying, I love this one. Uh, <laughs> I love how you showed the Texan wasn't stupid, as Southerners are often stereotyped. He knew exactly what he was doing as he trolled his new California neighbors. Here's my thing, right? Like trolling. People who comment on YouTube videos of like are automatically the worst. Yeah. There's no redeeming YouTube commenters. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I think we're done with this one, Benedict. Sure. Boy, did I not consider how uh, uh, an episode of watching very unfunny videos would end up being less funny than I thought it would be. Uh, You know, I could have told you that if you told me ahead of time. (laughs) Three videos left, better licked. Which one will you have? Uh, number one. Number one. Uh, so this is an attempt they did, and I believe they'd stopped doing it, to do like a weekly news rundown, uh, okay. a weekend update type thing with some guy I've never heard of before, but I'm sure it's funny. Uh, can't be worse than Lauren Boebert's attempt, can it? It's time for the weekly news with Adam Yetzer. U.S. fighter jets finally shot down. Get a less fucking echoey room, you asshole. It's so, like, it's a bad room. Seriously? And, like, the lighting is awful as well. Wow, this is a a lower production value than even (laughs) I expected. On the Chinese spy balloon off the coast of South Carolina after it crossed the entire U.S. So thank you, President Biden, for successfully stopping China from spying on the Atlantic Ocean. Biden insists the balloon... Did you hear that? There's there's someone there who giggled a little bit. I heard that, yeah. Yeah, I love that so much. I think I don't know if there's a studio audience. I doubt it. It's just the cameraman. <laughs> the cameraman <laughs> thought that one was so funny. Yeah, got him. Imposed no risk to the U.S. since all of our secrets are safely hidden behind his Corvette. Okay. Oh wait, is there? Oh, a that's studio can audience? no, that's canned laughter. That is canned. <laughs> At the Grammys on Sunday, Sam Smith performed a raunchy, satanic-themed version of his song "Unholy." The performance was so effective, it even summoned an actual demon. Uh, because because Madonna looked bad. Yeah. That's who that is, right? That's Madonna, right? No, I don't think so. Is that like, I think it's like a more Photoshopped to look bad version of that photo of Madonna, like, uh, uh, uh swollen from like surgery or whatever that uh, was. Oh yeah, I'm I pretty sure that's what it is, but yeah, it's, it's Maybe. so funny. In response to a tweet from Sam Smith promoting his satanic performance, CBS replied, It was an act, you chuds. It was a fucking act. Also, the song's called Unholy. Like, (laughs) make the fucking connection. We are ready to worship. To thank them for the shout-out, Satan let everyone in hell watch CBS for a little before switching back to The View. (laughs) A clip... This is... Because CBS is bad? Yeah, CBS is bad. Fair enough. (laughs) But why didn't you laugh at the joke, Benedict? You can agree with them on that the, point. Because of the delivery and everything else that's <laughs> happening. 
clip went viral of Ben Affleck looking bored at the Grammys. It's the same look other people have when they watch a Ben Affleck movie. <laughs> That's a very different look of Marjorie Taylor Greene they put up on the screen. It's not the same at all. It's not Joe even Biden close to the same. Joe Biden muttered his State of the Union address on Tuesday and was interrupted several times by Republicans. For instance, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who yelled liar, followed by George Santos, who replied, what? <laughs> okay, okay, see? They are man. They managed. They got a legitimate chuckle. There's one, out of me. one safe George Santos joke in there so far. Right. So far, yeah. The best joke they can do is attacking the one person on their own side they can attack. Like that's that's fine. Also, that uh, <laughs> that Biden State of the Union was pretty good. I thought. I remember that. It was, it was fine. I the time passes so quickly. I don't remember anything anymore. After opening a legal euthanasia clinic, Portland, Oregon has become a destination for death tourism. Or you can increase your chance of dying by visiting Philadelphia, Detroit, or Chicago. And cool. He didn't even get studio laughter from that one. Nope. <laughs> Instagram model who goes by the name Mary Magdalene revealed that one of her 38J breast implants burst. The Air Force has apologized, saying they thought it was a Chinese spy balloon. <laughs> Cool. Yep. I mean, yeah, you know, um You just said they jokes. wouldn't they wouldn't have shot the it shot it down unless she was over the Atlantic Ocean uh-huh. though. So like what you can't this is a two minute video. You can't Fake contradict yourself that quickly. Uh very popular in the nineties. Yep. He's gonna talk about Pam Anderson next. Yeah. Uh, I think we're ready for the next video, aren't we? Well, let's just finish this one. We might as well say we've finished one. There's thirty seconds left. <laughs> because i already closed the video oh no okay never mind <laughs> i apologize i assure our listeners they can go watch them on their own if they want two left benedict which one do you have oh no that's the end 30 seconds of it is pre- him promoting oh, is his live show yeah literally Good. the next nice. 30 seconds is him he's in okay wichita kansas the comedy chateau in north hollywood and then on the road oh, wait, in it's helsinki, just his tour dates helsinki finland yeah the last 30 seconds of the video is his tour dates <laughs> Has he been at Joe Rogan's Unwoke Comedy Club? Is that somewhere he's appeared? He What's has that guy's not, name? We do need to briefly a- look him Adam up. Adam Yenser, but I will say that his tour date consists of four dates. Adam in Yenser. A, uh, in a two-month period. Oh, fuck. Adam Yenser, uh, born 1983 in Macungie, Pennsylvania. Uh, writer and producer on the Ellen DeGeneres show. No. Apparently. I'm looking at his face. That looks like the guy we were just looking at on screen. I mean, that's uh, who it is. That's his name. Let's see. Ellen DeGeneres from 2011 to 2021. He worked for Ellen DeGeneres. Damn. Yeah. Ellen did and suck. Then, Shit. In, 20, in 2022, after presumably not working on Ellen anymore, he wrote the short Satan Responds to Roe v. Wade Overturn, which uh, is on the Babylon Bee's page, but for some reason is credited to him separately than his other Babylon B work? Oh, because that's a podcast. Because oh. that's a podcast. He has a podcast. He cool. has an IMDB credit for a podcast. Cool. Wow. Can I get one? Shit. Actually, I don't want one. <laughs> don't well, want now that. I'm pulling up his personal website, adamyenser.com, because I obviously have nothing better to do with my life. Uh, Can we finish this fucking episode? Load. It is failing to load. So we will go to another video, Benedict. One or two. Which one? Uh, One. Number one, Benedict. This is... Apple uh, explains why you should get your kid an iPhone. Potential to be funny. Yep, potential. Punch, pun- potential. punch on Apple. That's fine. Yep. Let's do that. Okay. As you all know, I am the founder of Apple, Tim Apple. Please. Okay. Like, you know, 
we yeah Fine. we all guffawed when trump said that wrong decent that one time. joke please clap classic jab joke that's the funniest thing that we've had so far <laughs> I love Just a random use of I love an extraneous <laughs> please clap reference. Absolutely, we'll always use it at any possible. You know how often I use please clap in meetings? So often. <laughs> Honestly, so I use it. Often. I, I use and it whenever I, I share. Whenever I share something that I'm like, I need attention for this. I'm like, please clap. Oh my god, uh, pl- the please clap gif is yeah. one of my most used on. Go Slack. to absolute go to. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> fully fully on board with extraneous uses of, yeah. of please clap. It doesn't please make clap. sense, but it's uh, fine. Yeah. yeah. Here at Apple, we believe you should think different. And that's why you need to do what all the other parents are doing and get your kids an iPhone. iPhones aren't just great for turning adults into distracted, irritable drones. They can now ruin it, children's brains too. Um, my criticism of this so far is it's poorly acted, but I also, I also think he should say, please clap before every applause line. (laughs) See, that would turn into a Tim and Eric sketch, right? That would turn, that would, that is the kind of thing that that Tim and Eric would Please clap. And then just start doing it in every word. Just like increasing the amount he says. I, please clap. Am, please clap. Introducing, please clap. The, please, please clap. Please clap. iPhone, clap, please, clap. please clap. 17, please clap. <laughs> like that, yes, that could get to a level of funny. That could do it, but they don't have those chops. Just think of the possibilities. All the worst people in the entire world will now have instant access to your kids 24-7. And there's nothing you can do about it. Have- I mean, you could like, take the phone away or turn on parental controls those are those are very much two things to yep. do about it but okay haven't had that awkward birds and the bees talk with your kids yet now you won't have to because they'll have access to all kinds of the weirdest pornography at all hours of the day four out of ten joke yeah you know like again maybe more talented may- maybe three out of ten yeah. hold for applause when they're okay. as young as seven or eight, no, no, he should have said, please clap. As he should, yeah. He should. <laughs> <laughs> or after they stopped. <laughs> eight years old, they'll learn all about sex. And frankly, they'll know more weird sex stuff than you could ever dream of. So How does just... that even work? I don't know. It's a similar thing that a lot of these videos had when I was watching them, which is where they don't know when the joke needs to end. They don't have the comedic timing. They don't know how long it should drag. They keep dragging it out way too long every time. Well, okay. So here's the other thing that, that strikes me with this is it's it's a joke without a mark, if that makes sense. Like the mark is mm-hmm. kind of Apple, but there's nothing behind Apple. Like what makes it, what would make it funny that it is Apple is is looking at this and being like, this is a critique of capitalism. If there's a new app or, called iPorn. Right. No, not not even that. Thing, not right? even that. But just like it's like a, a like like if you if you make this a deeper level of like now your kids will be able to or like now you'll be able to earn money through your kids as they watch like whatever the fuck. There like, we go. There's there, a, turn there's... your code. Turn your kids into mindless drones. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Mining gold in in uh, uh, Starcraft. Exactly. Or something, increasing right? like... increasing profits here at Apple, and it's just a shareholders <laughs> meeting, and it's you know what I mean. Like there's there's no bite. 
to it. Like, there's just like they're crit- yeah. They're mindlessly- if it was introducing the Ready Player Oneification of the world, like yes, there could, there could be a funny premise. There. Yeah, but they're just mindlessly like throwing out Apple without what's behind Apple and Apple's motivations, yeah. which is making money and capitalism and like all the things that a biting satire would have. It's right. just that they're, they're doing it for the sake of it. It's like comedy by rote almost. The pre- like, exactly. The premise is phone bad, porn bad. So yeah. laugh. Yeah. That's, and they don't go any deeper than that. And that makes it just not funny to anyone who wants the tiniest bit of nuance. Yep. I'm going to have to ask my kids. Are you worried that your kid won't fit in with all the anxious, depressed, mentally ill kids at school? Now that you've gotten them an iPhone, they are sure to develop at least 17 new mental illnesses within the first month or your money back. That. Five out of 10. I'll give it a five out of 10. That is the Apple guarantee. If you don't get your kid an iPhone, they won't fit in with all the other kids. They might even stay straight. Or even worse, cisgender. There's the one joke. Cool. You knew the one joke. Hit <laughs> the coming. one joke. Okay, let's do the, the next one. Sorry, just quickly. Uh, honestly, the Babylon Bee is more of a professional site than parody website. A very good of their, pa- a very good portion of their parity seems to be Par- coming. Par- tr- is it spelled P-A-R-I-T-Y? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. What, but what does that word mean? I don't it's think that word means... It's supposed to be means... parody, but they oh, spelled it Oh, I see. They don't know oh, how I to see. spell I parody. Benedict? Kevin, I'm going to jump out the window. Benedict, I... satire is difficult. And as it turns out, <laughs> so spelling is... spelling satire, also difficult. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a very, a very good portion of their parody seems to be coming true and in real life. Thanks to the B for bringing humor along with the prophecy to lighten up reality for the rest of us. <laughs> See, this is this is something we've talked about in the past. I don't remember what episode it was on. But we talked about the fact that the right tends to believe conservative parody to be real news more mm. than the left does. Yeah. And we looked at we talked about a study that looked at uh, people who uh, you know gave people Babylon Bee headlines and uh, the Onion headlines. Um, and the right-wingers were far more likely to believe the Babylon Bee headlines to be real than the left-wingers were to believe Onion headlines were real. Um, and it's, I, we keep seeing these comments that really just back up a lot of that point. I mean, weird. Isn't it weird how that happens? The line between a satire and reality is getting thinner and thinner where the bee is concerned. <laughs> On to the last video, Benedict. This one. Shame on you, parents. You failed at the most important role in life. <laughs> this, which is keeping your kids from having phone and hot yep. chip so that they won't be bisexual, I guess. Yep. I don't know. Uh, this one. College figures out how to discriminate now that affirmative action is banned. This one's only from three weeks ago, um, and it's not great. It's not great. Cool. Ugh, this is so difficult. No, it's impossible to beat this. By the way, I okay, I don't know if this is like a conservative comedy thing about the left, but everyone who they portray as the left always has LaCroix. They always have LaCroix around somewhere. I don't know why, but that seems to be a thing. Is that a stereotype I'm unaware of? I have no knowledge of this. Eat this thing. I mean, what are the odds that I could randomly click on every square except the bombs? What do these numbers even mean? You know, the numbers show how many bombs are next to... Never mind. I was talking about trying to figure out who to admit to our school now that affirmative action has been overturned. 
I mean, without knowing their race, how are we supposed to know who is good and who is bad? So the cool. joke is that that's what the left does. Uh, it is. Or badness is based on race. I will give them the dude playing Minesweeper while he's supposed <laughs> to be joking, working. Fine. Fun. Well, come on, this is 2023. We have better Flash aside. games than Minesweeper. That's now. no, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Should be playing Candy Crush on his phone. That's Let's true. Yes. Let me take a look. Okay, this guy's name is Aiden. He has a 4.5 GPA, tons of extracurricular activities. And he's captain of the tennis team and the lacrosse team. Uh, yeah. Aiden, tennis, lacrosse, activities. Let's go ahead and pass on him for purely academic reasons, since we don't know what race he is. Wink. As we all know, uh, the lacrosse team captains with 4.5 GPAs are just being turned down by every top school in the country. Um... <laughs> Common thing. Common thing to happen, we know, right? It's it's they believe this. This is their grievance. No. This they're putting their grievance into what they think is satire. Mm-hmm. I I can't explain it's, how weird this feels. I just I want this to be have you seen the that Mitchell and Webb kill all the poor sketch? No, I've I've only seen uh all the uh, most of the Mitchell and Webb look. Because that's what was, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the that. Watch. Yeah, yeah, there's there's a kill all the poor sketch in that. I'm gonna send you after this. <laughs> okay. Is it yeah, basically? It's... it's the the premise of it is that they like they're trying to reduce the economic deficit, and one of them, uh-huh. they're like, we can't do it. We can't figure it out. How are we gonna do it? And then the minister, <laughs> and they have like a supercomputer that does the calculations, and the minister comes in and goes, "Have you tried?" killing all the poor and they're like no we can't do that he's like what if you just put that in the system and just see what it's obviously we won't do it but just (laughs) see what it says would that reduce the deficit anyway that's what Uh, i want this to be but it's not (laughs) by the way let's just do the comments now right the sad thing about babylon b is while they did not change their approach at all they went from being a satire website to basically a documentary series that gives incredibly realistic reenactments. It's of like, oh, well, was predicting the future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's a comment from three weeks ago. My son was sent a notification <laughs> saying he was eligible for a scholarship in Colorado, but as soon as they found out he wasn't black, it was rescinded. I don't believe Add that. Add that to the list of things that never happened. I, I don't think that's true unless it was a specific scholarship for <laughs> yeah, black yeah, students. Yeah, if your son lied on an application that was from the NAACP college fund yeah. and then they found out he wasn't black, maybe that would get that rescinded. <laughs> and oh, oh, here's the, the follow up, the end of that. But instead of him crying racist, he went into a job training program to become an electrician getting paid to learn. Cool. Yeah, Benedict. Yeah, that really happened. I guarantee you that really happened. Here's another one. This happened to my daughter. She is white, and her name is a two-part Japanese word. She went to her interview, upper level, and the interviewer, upon seeing her, said, You're not black. She said, No, I'm white. The interviewer was caught being racist. Parenthetical, she was black. What? None of that makes sense. Why would a Japanese word... Make people think that you're... Pl- I don't know. Any- no idea. I, I now no that idea. anti-whiteism is systemic in society, they can drop formalities like affirmative action because anti-whiteism <laughs> is so ingrained. You know, 
why did we do these videos when we could just read the comments yeah, and get way a, more coffee yeah, out of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comments are funnier than the videos. <laughs> oh, God. I got to find one more. I got to find... Uh, here. Aiden, one of the most emotional attachments I've had to a character in a long time. I feel for the guy. He's doing his best, fighting hard for his dreams. <laughs> Clearly wants to make his mom proud. Has a wealth of potential. Is scholarly and wise, oh, well beyond shit. his years. I, yeah. the clear protagonist of this, with a four point five, the the genius athlete. <laughs> I've never a character has never resonated more with me than in, in my entire life than it's, the genius Greek god Adonis. Uh, it's funny how immediately before and after uh, the decision came down from the Supreme Court on affirmative action, how many white kids suddenly started having 4.5 GPAs in their mom's posts about them on Facebook? Yeah, funny that. <laughs> I thought GPA only went up I to 4.0. What I the... guess that's pretty easy. I think, I, I feel like I remember this from when I was in high school, but like if you take AP classes, uh, you can add it like it. increases it some amount. I have no idea. Okay. Rejected. <laughs> How about this one? All right, this guy's name is Hasang Shin. He was winner of the state academic decathlon, a three-time black belt in martial arts, has good grades in every class except for driver's ed, and he has a 12.0 GPA. So you just wanted to fit in some racist stereotypes? Yeah. That's cool. what that is. How is that even possible? Oh, Henrietta, in certain cultures, let's just say it's how they're oriented. <laughs> Rice try, Hassong. Rejected. They even put the gong sound effect in there. Not good. Nope. His name is Rajesh. He works nights and weekends at a convenience store and says he wants to become a doctor one day. Holy cow. It really sounds like he's trying to curry favor with us. Thank you. Mm. Mm. Okay, bonk. <laughs> Done. We have to We have to address the obvious in the room, right? Uh well, we have to get the no, we have to get to the last character, but but I will end it after that. Uh but we have to address the obvious, right? Which is that um someone could write a funny version of this sketch which is just college entrance people rejecting people for funny reasons. Yeah. Like rejecting them because of stuff that's on and coming up with mean things to say about them. There could be a funny sketch for that. This was just a vehicle to put in racial stereotypes. This is what this sketch is. Yeah. But let's get to the last person they're going to talk about. You come again. Ooh, this one's pretty promising. His name is Laquan Sean Lebron. Decent grades. Protested with BLM. Played on the basketball team. Wink. <laughs> and his personal essay is all about the struggle against depression and growing up on the mean streets of Philly. Wink. Wow. Looks like this candidate's life matters. Wink. I'm going to call him in for an interview. You do that. I'm going back to Minesweeper. Wink. That, that doesn't really apply here. <laughs> it's going to be a white kid. A few days later. It says, it's going to be a white, quit, white kid. Yeah, you know the joke. Blew up again. Oh, that must be Laquan. Come on in. What's up, my bro? What's up, Holmes? It's a white guy in a Tupac shirt and, uh, and a chain and sunglasses and a, a do-rag. Because that's funny. 
Ha ha. Oh, and then they, they go on to show Aiden being a black kid that was rejected. Yep. Of... Yep. 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 So what they're saying is that banning affirmative action has made it worse for everyone because now we're just guessing. So cool. Cool. Good. Good. Good point to your video there. Yeah. Boy. Um, takeaways, Benedict. Bad. <laughs> Everything's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so like, like I said, I did want to point out, right, uh, the, the common thread as I see it to these videos at the very least, if not all of conservative comedy, is that they do have an entirely different worldview, right? We All these comments we've seen of people saying, oh, it's basically a documentary now, is because these people's belief in what happens in the real world has been so distorted as to become, you know, comedy, comedic in and of itself. Yeah. Their belief in the world is almost a form of satire if it weren't real life. It's it's a bit ridiculous, Yeah, to be honest. Not good. Yeah. So, like I said, um, I want to do just these Babylon Bee videos because a lot of them weren't worth actually putting in the episode I'm going to do about conservative comedy. Okay. But um, I did enjoy torturing Benedict because... I did. That's what I do on this show the most. But here we are. <laughs> but thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, if you just can't get enough of us, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash mygbc and become a patron for as little as $1 an episode for patron-only episodes, shout-outs on the show, early releases of our episodes, and more. As always, we have to give a shout-out to our wonderful and amazing patrons. Chi Whizzle, the ghost of Larry Nichols, Jacob Johnson, Dan Irizarry, a wee-woo thing, wee-woo, the new buildings are a globalist conspiracy. Kerry Conrison, Bobo D. Bear, Chili, Mallet Madeline, Zachary Wilson, Fetro, Stephen DeBeau, Tori and the Gallant, Raptor Princess vs. the Shadow Wolves, Amy Kaiser, Sean Sullivan, Lauren S., Insert Random Scat Sounds, Billy Beep Bop, William Patterson, Flack Weasel, Kieran Dackler. Join us next week when our guests will be the makers of Foxconn's anti suicide nets, <laughs> Henry Lewis King Jr. <laughs> Would be an interesting interview. Mm -hmm. uh, Henry Lewis King Jr., Sarah Wolf, Aaron Burke, Megan A. Dooley, Gloria Scott, Clifton Stuckey, Pause, A Restless Native, A Baby, wah, Veronica Forker, Melissa C., George Saulnier, Stefan, Alex Jones Voice, Dan, and Jordan. You already made that movie, you time-traveling witches, Wimbledon 2004. Utah Outcast, Dave Barwick, Chris Palmer, Bad Bible Stitches, Mockingbird Nation, Baka! Mm -hmm. Benjamin Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, I'm going to ignore it. Megan Ruth, no, it just it, it, it aligned quite nicely with your baka. Somebody <laughs> like, needs baka. to make their patron name Amazon Ding. Uh, Big Easy Blasphemy, Jay Reynolds, Stephen, and Cindy Dimmick, Tara DeCannon, and Balls Watterson. Till next time. Thank you all as always. The list gets longer every time. And, oh no, we're doing well and people patrons. like us. That's it for this week's show. Till next time, bing bonk, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. podcast is a production of kevin and benedict productions copyright 2020 all rights reserved music for this podcast is by silverman sound studios find out more at silvermansound.com